Hello, thank you for listening to Emmaus Footnotes. This podcast offers uncomplicated guidance for following Jesus. We are kicking off the new year by offering short daily reflections on the Psalms. These podcasts are meant to serve as aids in nurturing the habit of reading a Psalm each day as a structured part of our prayer. Our church community is joining with other local churches and with a long history of Christian communities from around the world in the shared practice of reading and praying the Psalms together. We are praying Psalm 1 on January 1st, Psalm 2 on January 2nd, and so on all the way through the spring. We hope these short reflections on the first 30 Psalms will serve as a companion to your practice. Here is Pastor Nathan Oates. Psalm 9, for the director of music, to the tune of, quote, the death of a son, a psalm of David. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. My enemies turn back. They stumble and perish before you. For you have upheld my right and my cause, sitting enthroned as the righteous judge. You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. Endless ruin has overtaken my enemies. You have uprooted their cities. Even the memory of them has perished. The Lord reigns forever. He has established his throne for judgment. He rules the world in righteousness and judges the peoples with equity. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you for you, Lord have never forsaken those who seek you. Sing the praises of the Lord enthroned in Zion. Proclaim among the nations what he has done. For he who avenges blood remembers. He does not ignore the cries of the afflicted. Lord, see how my enemies persecute me. Have mercy and lift me up from the gates of death that I may declare your praises in the gates of daughter Zion and there rejoice in your salvation. The nations have fallen into the pit they have dug. Their feet are caught in the net they have hidden. The Lord is known by his acts of justice. The wicked are ensnared by the work of their hands. The wicked go down to the realm of the dead. All the nations that forget God, but God will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. Arise, Lord. Do not let mortals triumph. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Strike them with terror, Lord. Let the nations know they are only mortal. When you feel offended or you feel like you got cheated or you realize you're being targeted by someone, that the adversity you're facing is 
personal. It's not just the result of the general brokenness of the world or the difficulties of getting through the day, but that there are actual people who are against you. That's just really hard to let go of that, isn't it? Like what I mean is it's difficult to just quote, not think about that right now. No, I'm thinking about that all the time, right? It's hard to just quote, let it slide. When it seems there are active, ongoing, there's a sustained effort to take you down, to smear your character, to hurt your business, or worse, your family. Enemies is not something I've had to deal with a lot in my life. But when I have had to deal with this profoundly personal kind of adversity, it nearly dominates my life. And those I know who deal daily with aggressive professional rivalries or constant intentional hassles from an ex-spouse or those who are in positions of leadership who are constantly being targeted and criticized, it's like they're living in a perpetual state of alarm. It's like they're putting out fires while the next brick comes crashing through the window, revealing the next threat, initiating the next fight, starting the next fire. King David, who writes most of the Psalms, seems to have lived under constant threat. Perhaps that's just part of being a king. Somebody's always trying to take you down. And David's heart was wholly devoted to God. So how did he navigate life with enemies? The challenge to love and serve God as, say, a florist is, I imagine, a real challenge, but the challenge to love and serve God as a police officer who is dealing all day, not with carnations, but with criminals, well, that just seems like a different level of a challenge. So here's a prayer David prays in the presence of enemies. By the way, we might get a clue as to the intensity of this prayer from David's short instructions to the musicians. He wants to sing this song, quote, to the tune of Death of a Son. <laughs> Definitely not something you're going to hear played in a flower shop. David begins with praise. Surprising? I mean, brother is in a battle. He's got to keep his heart and mind right. So first things first, start by praising God. No matter what's going on outside the castle, David sets his compass. David finds true north. The psalm begins, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing your praises, the praises of your name, O Most High. You hear the intention. You hear him making the conscious choice to praise. Next, David declares victory over adversity. God has won the victories in the past. He will win this one too. 
There is no adversity. There is no challenge. There is no enemy too strong to defeat the creator and sustainer and redeemer of the world. So even though David is in the midst of a battle, he declares victory and not his own, but God's. God will triumph. Count on that. Then David's words turn to the definition of victory according to God, which is justice. He sings, quote, the Lord reigns in justice. This reminds me when I'm in a battle to refuse to compromise my character, to refuse to cheat, to refuse to do wrong because justice will prevail. And I want to be on the side of what's right, even if it hurts. And then I love this line. This is for me the mantra from this psalm. This is the hook. This is what I write in my journal. This is what I want to take with me all through the day in the face of all kinds of challenges. It's verse 10. Those who know your name will trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Again, those who know your name will trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. So to summarize, David's in a fight, so he praises God. He proclaims his past victories. He reminds himself justice will win in the end. God will bring justice. And that would be a great place to end, wouldn't it? Like, and cut. Okay, that's a wrap. Wait, what? David's still singing? <laughs> yeah, he's still singing because the bricks are still coming. The criticism is still coming. The adversity is still at his front door. And for the rest of the prayer, we hear David circle back to the same theme of justice. We hear him complain to God about the abuse he's receiving from his enemies. We hear him asking God for mercy. We hear David declaring his allegiance to God and reiterating, is this like the third time? The justice of God. And finally, it's time to go to work, right? It's time to do battle. And so David ends by speaking directly and it feels like rather boldly, in fact, to God. He basically says to God, rise up, let's go to war. And then he adds, strike the nations with terror. Let them know they're just men. They're just men. They're just men. Today, may you lock arms with the God of justice. Who can stand against him? Thank you for listening to this episode of Emmaus Footnotes. Join us again tomorrow for a reading and reflection on the next psalm.